Welcome to Andrew's Daily. Daily. I'm Andrew, and I love music. Join me as I explore a selection of albums favored by my good friend Steve. Let's rock and roll. Roll. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to episode four uh, with uh, albums that Steve favors. How you doing today, Steve? I'm doing well. I'm going to give a little spoiler alert. The three albums we're playing today are all from basically the same 12-, 18-month period, and it's a little bit of the soundtrack of my high school days. I did notice that. So we've got uh, two from 1996 and one from 1997. Uh, I thought I was going to comment on that, so I'm glad that you brought it up first, and I don't look like the guy that's obsessed with years and eras and all that. Um, But uh, this is great. Yeah, we both uh, graduated high school, what, 1998? And uh, yeah, so this feels very uh, high school-y to me. I knew the Bare Naked Ladies, which is our first album. Um, I knew them pretty well. I didn't know the second album, and of course the third album was very, very familiar to me. Um, so album one, Bare Naked Ladies, it's Rock Spectacle from 1996. So is this, uh, is this a group that you knew quite well in high school and listened to a lot? Well, the song you chose got quite a bit of airtime, and that made the group popular. Uh, Rock Spectacle was their Red Rocks, Colorado, which is not far from where I grew up, so it kind of had a special place for us. But it was just the songs. These were, this was, these were the songs that me and my friends used to listen to a lot when we would be driving up and down to the ski resorts and hanging out. And all of them kind of, all three albums today kind of capture that, you know, high school, that time of high school was a really happy time of my life. If I look back, um, I enjoyed school. I enjoyed my friends. Um, I didn't have a real angsty teenage experience. Things were pretty good. And so all of the music that I love from back then, or most of the music I love from back then is, is pretty reflective of that. It's all pretty happy, fun, upbeat music it's a it's actually a little less indie folky than some of the, my later life stuff maybe i'm getting more subdued but it's it's good stuff and and uh, bare naked ladies is obviously a fun band yeah they are a lot of fun i've got a memory let me actually play my first song first and then i'll share a memory with it so the song i chose is if i had a million dollars and uh here it is and if i got a million dollars I'd buy you an exotic pet Yep, like a llama Or an emu And if I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you John Davidson's remains Ooh, all them green and gray and hair from, from morning If bones. I had a million dollars I'd buy you We would. 
feathers If I had a million dollars I'd buy you a green dress Okay, so, I mean, this one's obviously very, very catchy, but a friend of mine, uh, David Dunlap, and I, uh, in uh, choir in our senior year, we were on a long, long bus ride. I can't remember where we were going. We may have been going to New York for the Macy's Day Parade, and we had brought our guitars, our guitars, and we played this song for probably 20, 30 minutes, just walking up and down the aisles, um, improvising, you know, getting people feedback and what they want what they would do with the million dollars and it was so much fun I, I just when I saw this on your list I was like man I got to play this song and I just remembered that moment and everyone was just having a blast on that bus and this song was a big part of that and we just had so much fun with it I can't remember all the things we talked about what we do with a million dollars but uh, anyway fun fun time so that's a great memory um, I remember when I first heard this song I didn't know what a Chesterfield was because they indicate that they'll buy a Chesterfield in an ottoman and uh, these guys are from Canada, and they're pretty hardcore Canadians. So obviously in Canada, they use the term Chesterfield for a couch or sofa. Not sure why, but uh, that's what they did. They also used the term hair shirt in another sh- a song I-, I like a lot on this album, which I also had to look up. So the song I chose is When I Fall. And what I like about this song is it's really creative. So it's a song about a high-rise building window washer. And I know when I have seen those guys on scaffoldings, you know, several stories up washing the windows, it, I do have, I have stopped and thought about what that must be like. And so the whole song is written from the perspective of a guy who's holding a squeegee, which they call a secular rosary. And it's about his experience as a window washer looking in these windows and then looking down off the building. And it made me feel like probably in high school, one of these guys had this job, right? And then they wrote a song about it. Um, the last thing I'll say about this 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 band was, like I said on the last album or last episode we did, I feel like sometimes when bands got popular they get signed to a big label and then all their music sounds a little more produced and a little more slick and that's another case here where they all got makeovers they hit the mainstream and I think the music suffered a little bit I think there's something to be said for the poor starving artist in terms of developing music that really speaks to the masses and is authentic. So uh, this was kind of right after this album, I think, is when they came out with uh, their very highly publicized sort of nationally launched album, and it got a lot of radio play. And and there was a little bit of sadness for me and my friends, because up to then it wasn't as big, and we were kind of like, that was kind of our band, right? And and then they went big, and everybody knew about them, and it kind of felt like we had lost something special. So do you want to play When I Fall? Yep, here it is. hands clenched the squeegee my secular rosary hang on to your wallet hang on to your rings I can't look below me something will throw me a curse at the windstorms that October brings Look straight in the boardroom A modern pharaoh's tomb I'd gladly swap places If they care to die They're lined up at the window Peer down into limbo of jumping in case they survive I wish I could stay 
this scaffold onto soft green pastures, shopping malls open with my family and my pastor and my grandfather who's dead. I look straight in the mirror. Watch it come clearer Look like a painter Behind all the grease The painting's creating And I'm just erasing a Crystal clear canvas Is my masterpiece I wish I could fly this building from this wall and if I should try would you catch me if I fall I wish I could fly from this building from this wall and if I should try would you catch me if I fall when I fall. So it's, it, I just think it's very creative and I liked the sound of the song. It's, uh, it's a good uh, example of what I think Bare Naked Ladies brought to the table that was unique and different. Yeah, I think they do a good job uh, kind of entertaining and, and doing things a little differently, not just your standard love songs, which I really like that kind of stuff. So I figured this, th- this is, they, they sing songs about real life and they're not kind of afraid to talk about real life things. It's, there's no uh, filter, you know, Instagram filter on any of their lyrics. They're just describing what life is like to be, you know, a young person. And so I figured that would appeal to you as well because I know you like that kind of thing too. Absolutely. Okay, album two is The Sundays, their 1997 album Static and Silence. Uh, this was a, a artist that I was semi-familiar with. I'd, I'd heard a couple of the songs when I was listening to the album after you sent it, uh, but not very familiar with. So I, I must say I really enjoyed it. Um, the song I chose was Another Flavor. So uh, let me play that real quick and then we'll chat about it and then you can tell me what you like about this album. So here is Another Flavor. Surprise! 
Okay, so that one to me is just like pretty cool rock song, you know? Um, I just, I, I thought that the rhythm was really cool. I, I like that one a lot, and uh, I really appreciate the flavor spelling. So they spell it the British way. So I'm assuming they're British. What do you got to t- say about this band? I don't know much about them. I was going to ask you if you knew where they were from. So you're going to guess uh, they're from England proper? I would guess England. Do you want to pause and check it, or do you want to just... Uh... No, I know. You know? Oh, I know. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you got? Oh, uh, I know. I learned my lesson on the last podcast not to ask questions that I don't already know the answers to. <laughs> 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 so then you end up with monochromatic scales in music. Um, they're from Scotland. They're Scottish band. Scottish. All right, cool. Man, that's Scottish. a couple Scottish for you now. Camera Obscura yesterday was... Scottish as well, yeah. So uh, yeah. pretty international. Um this reminds me a lot of my summertime in high school. In fact, the name of the song I chose is called Summertime, and it's soaring and free-spirited, and it talks a little bit about starting a new relationship, and it brought back memories I have of, um, we used to do something called ice blocking. Did you ever, do, do you know what that is? Did you ever do ice blocking? I never did it. I No, I don't think I know what it is either. Why don't you explain it? So they used to sell at grocery stores like blocks of ice. So, you know, in the ice chest where nowadays you go to get ice to fill up your cooler, they'd sell like a piece of ice that was probably 12 inches by 6 inches by 6 inches or something like that. It was kind of a rectangle. Um, Or I guess, what's a 3D rectangle? Well, an elongated cube. And... uh, and you would get a like a hand towel and you'd go to the local park at night in the summertime and you'd find a grassy hill and you'd put the ice block down. It was just big enough to sit on, but not didn't provide a lot of stability, which was part of the fun. And then you'd put a towel on top of it and you could actually slide. It was almost like sledding in summer. You could actually slide down the hill. Oh, cool. So we used to do that sometimes. It sounds very, I guess, in retrospect, it sounds pretty, pretty quaint, but... It was fun, and um, that's what this song, that's the, the image that this song uh, brings back to my mind when I hear it. Cool. All right, here is Summertime.
So as an aside, there's a lyric in that song that says something about a Chinese-speaking girlfriend, which I never had, but there was this special friend I had who was Chinese-speaking. I always thought this would be, if we ever got together, this would be like the anthem of our relationship when I was back young and romantic. <laughs> I don't have those thoughts. I don't have those thoughts as any as much more because I'm a married man and old. Right. Um, all right. Last last album of the day. One of your favorites, I'm sure. 1996 Dave Matthew Band Crash. And uh, talk about album covers. Yeah, this is a cool This one. is an interesting album cover. I still don't know what it is. It looks like maybe half of it's a bird that's getting hit by a film camera from the 1920s. I don't know. Take a look at it sometime and tell me what it means. But it looks like you might know what it means. Were you about to say what it means? Well, I, I just remember a vague memory. So this was on my album list. It was album number 147, which is episode 335 of my album countdown. And I remember something about, because I had an album art championship going on where people would vote on which album covers they liked the most. And this one, I think, won that day. But it, it was something about a, a sound wave. I'd have to research it. Again, I'm being put on the spot here. But there was some something about a sound wave. Or maybe that's the maybe that was the Coldplay Rush of Blood to the Head album cover. Never mind. For, never mind about that. I don't know what this is. <laughs> All right, we'll just edit that part out. Um, but I've been I've been listening to this album in preparation for this, and it is really good. I kind of got turned off a little bit because it was rumored that Dave Matthews was kind of a jerk and a Lothario, and I don't know if that's true or not, but when I just listen to the music for the music's sake, it's so inventive and so unique and so distinct, distinctive from everything else that was out at that time. It was kind of like the Bonnie Iver of its time where somebody arrives and it's... Where, remember when Nora Jones won basically every Grammy in the world for that one album she did? It was just the right songs, right music for the right time, and it swept the world. And that's basically what this album was. It was omnipresent in my life for, for a handful of years in high school. And um, I chose Say Goodbye, uh, which is an interesting song that describes uh, a boy pleading with a friend of his, a girl about um, they're kind of feeling the electricity between each other at night and she's with some other guy permanently or dating some other guy and he's trying to convince her to basically spend the night with him or uh, at least, you know, explore that side of the relationship only to go back the next day as if nothing ever happened. And I, I know what the male perspective on this song is. I've never had the courage to ask a female what their perspective on this song was. Um, it is a tiny bit, I think. Uh, dated, I would say. The lyrics are a little dated to where we are in society today, but I chose it anyway, so if you'd want to play that. All right, here it is. Say goodbye. Just for an evening 
cringe a little bit but let's just make the assumption that it was consensual it was um reciprocated <laughs> and uh that he was conveying feelings that she had as well um because i actually have had that experience where you're with a very good friend this was back in the day and you're spending time together and you kind of look at them slightly differently and they kind of look at you slightly differently and that possibility enters your brain and there's all that tension. So um, I thought the song did a good job capturing an emotion that I have felt in my life, even if it is, again, a little bit of a maybe dated. No, it's it's a great song. And I, I love the instrumentation. I mean, you're right about what you said earlier. Dave Matthews Band was just so just groundbreaking at the time. And uh, it's, it's a fantastic album. So I appreciate that pick. And Long Live, uh, 1996 and 1997. So what a great episode today. Uh, I want to point out also the intro song was Linger by the Cranberries, also from the 90s. It was a little earlier, 93, but what a great song that is. Um, So thank you for taking us back to the 90s, Steve. Well, you know I love the 80s, but the 90s were pretty good. I remember more from the 90s than I do from the 80s. I dare say the 90s are way, way better than the 80s. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're both good. (laughs) Everyone can win. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, for uh, the final episode of this little series. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. It was good having you, Steve. I hope you have a great day. Thanks, Andrew. Can't wait for tomorrow. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.